Have you ever prayed for yourself or a loved one to be healed and nothing happens? It seems at times our prayers go unanswered. Can't we all relate to the prophet Habakkuk in our first reading? How long, O Lord? I cry for help, but you do not listen. Our readings today touch on the oldest of human questions. Why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? We call it the problem of evil. Before we look at God's response, may I suggest we all emulate the prophet Habakkuk? Sometimes people will say to me, Father, is it a sin to get frustrated or angry with God? Actually, it's a good thing to begin our prayer with being aware of what emotions are stirring in our soul. Maybe we're feeling deep inside disappointment, frustration, anger, questioning God. We'll be like the prophet Habakkuk and relate what's ever on your heart to the Father. This is at the heart of prayer is being able to express ourselves to the Lord. Okay, what's God's response to the problem of evil? God tells Habakkuk two things, wait and trust. Wait and trust. God answers all of our prayers. He might say yes, he might say no, or he might say not yet. Why does God make us wait? Waiting helps us grow in humility. We're not in control. Think of a little child who throws a tantrum. I want this and I want it now. (laughs) A lot of us are like children in our spiritual life. Remember in our prayer, we pray, thy will be done, not my will be done. Sometimes we approach our prayer with this attitude that God must conform his will to mine. In the movie Shadowlands, which is about C.S. Lewis, we learn that C.S. Lewis's wife is dying of cancer, and it's apparent she's going to die. A friend comes to him and says, why are you still praying? Your wife is going to die. C.S. Lewis responds, I pray because I'm helpless. The need flows out of me all the time. It doesn't change God. It changes me. Prayer changes us. Waiting changes us. It teaches us humility, perseverance. Think of St. Monica, who prayed for 30 years for the conversion of her son, St. Augustine. Waiting teaches us patience. It's through waiting also that our desires grow. I remember a woman in RCIA studying to be Catholic, who at the beginning was struggling with, why can't I go to Holy Communion? I believe Jesus is there. But it was through this months and months of learning and waiting that her desire for the Eucharist and for Jesus actually grew. Now, sometimes after persevering in our prayer, after waiting and waiting, we find that the answer to our prayer is no. God did not heal that family member, and they died. During daily Mass, we've been reading from the book of Job, Job is really a poetic response to the question of the problem of evil. You know the story of Job. Everything he had is taken away, his possessions, his family, and then even his health. He has boils. And Job is crying out, why? I don't understand what's happening to me. In Job chapters 38 and 39, 
God gives his response. He tells Job, Job, were you there when I founded the earth? Were you there when I created the oceans and all the animals? Have you ever made the sun rise in the morning? What's God's point? Job, who are you to question me? I'm God and you're not. God told St. Catherine of Siena, I am he who is and you are she who is not. In other words, we need to let God be God and we are called to trust him. Well, similar to God's response to Job, imagine tearing a page out of a novel. All you have is one page. Well, it's hard to understand the story, isn't it? We don't know what came before, and we don't know what's going to come afterward. Well, our life is like a page in the novel of human history. God has the whole book. He sees how everything fits together. But we have this limited vantage point. There is a fable about a rabbi who had a donkey, a rooster, and a lamp. He entered a village and was told there's no room in the inn. The rabbi responded, all that God does, he does well. So he went out into the woods and pitched a tent. He was reading with his lamp when all of a sudden a fierce wind came up and blew out his lamp. The rabbi responded, all that God does, he does well. So he went to sleep. During the night, wild animals scared off his rooster and thieves stole his donkey. Well, getting up in the morning, seeing his rooster and donkey gone, the rabbi responded, all that God does, God does well. Well, the rabbi headed back to the village where he was refused a room in the end, only to find the village in ruins. During the night, soldiers had invaded and destroyed the town. The rabbi realized, had his lamp not been blown out, he would have been discovered. And if his rooster had not been chased away, it would have crowed and given him away. And had his donkey not been stolen, it would have brayed and given him away. And once again, the rabbi said, all that God does, God does well. Well, the story of Job, the page out of the novel, the story of fable of the rabbi all remind us we have a limited perspective as human beings. God sees everything. He knows how it all fits together. We are invited to trust him. If we're struggling with our faith and trusting God, let's make our prayer the prayer of the apostles in the gospel today. Lord, increase our faith. Help our unbelief. Paul says in Romans 8.28, All things are working for our good. All things, even the trials and difficulties of life. Remember, God never wills evil on us, but he only allows the sufferings of life for some greater good. If you doubt that, look at the crucifix. We did the greatest evil imaginable. We killed God on the cross. And out of that greatest evil came the greatest good, the salvation of the world. That's why we call the crucifixion Good Friday, because the cross... Through the cross, Jesus conquered sin and death.
What's God's response to the problem of evil? Wait, have faith. But ultimately, God's response is his son Jesus and the cross. In the person of Jesus, God enters into our suffering. Where is God? The next time you question or ask that, find God in the midst of your pain. Padre Pio reminds us, where you find the cross, there you find Christ. Let me close with this. Jesus healed many people. He didn't heal everyone. But remember, all the people that he healed eventually got sick and died. He healed them not because Jesus believes longevity here on earth is important, but he healed them as a sign of the eternal healing and the eternal salvation that he wants to give God's people. God answers all of our prayers, whether the answer is yes, not yet, or even no. We know that our Father knows best, and it's ultimately for our good.